Today's message I entitled The Peace of God. Today's message I entitled The Peace of God. The Peace of God. Now I want you to understand that the peace of God or the word peace is a state of being complete and whole in every economy of your life. So when we talk about the peace of God, we are, ne- we are not just talking about one aspect of your life. We are talking about the sum total or the totality of a man's life. Now understand that man is in three dimensions. You, are, you have the body dimension, the soulless dimension, and the spiritual dimension. So when we talk about peace, peace must encapsulate all those three dimensions, whether spiritual, whether social, economical, or whether psychological. Now I want you to understand that many believers are oppressed. Some of you all are listening to me, you are depressed. Some of us here are suppressed. Some of us here are regressed because there is bankruptcy of the peace of God in our lives. I want you to pay attention and listen to the word of the Lord tonight. And I believe that it's going to bless you. Now, I want you to understand that without the peace of God, you will always be confused and stressed out. Without the peace of God, you always be confused and stressed out. I came to realization that until we know the truth, we cannot be free. Bible says that you will know the truth and the truth has the potency, has the capacity, has the tenacity to set you free. Just by knowing the truth, the truth can set you free. Now, I want us to go to Romans chapter 16, verse 20, our our first emphasis on the peace of God. Then we flow. Romans chapter 16, verse 20, please. Romans chapter 16, verse 20. Romans chapter 16, verse 20. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. And the grace of God is what? Will be with you. Isn't that what the scripture said? Read it, read it again, read it again, read it again. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Now, when if you're a good student of scripture, you understand that for 27 times in the New Testament, the word grace and peace are paired up. And this is one of the scriptures. For 27 times in the New Testament, the word grace and peace are paired up. Many know about grace, but they don't know about peace. That is why you are confused. You talk about grace, but grace without peace will still lead to frustration. He said, the God of peace shall surely crush Satan under your feet. The God of peace. The God of peace. And the God of peace 
shall bruise or crush Satan under your feet shortly. Now, if you lack God's peace, you can never win spiritual battles or the battles of life. When I talk about the peace of God, I'm not talking about a state of absence of noise. Oh, this place is peaceful. This place is calm. This place has tranquility. No. The peace of God is deeper than this absence of noise and absence of troubles. The peace of God is a weapon in the life of a believer. I just enlighten somebody here. The peace of God in your life is like a weapon in your hands. Bible says the God of peace shall crush Satan under your feet shortly. Why did the Bible say the God of peace and not the God of thunder? Because peace has the capacity to crush Satan. Now, I want you to understand that spiritual warfare is done by God, but the prayers of spiritual warfare is done by you. That's why the Bible says in Exodus 14, 14, it is the Lord who fights for you. So the God of peace shall crush Satan under your feet shortly. Anytime you live in fear, anxiety, depression, suppression, regression, all types of pressure, you cannot interact with God. Bible says be anxious for nothing. A discouraged man can never have intimacy with God. And whenever you are discouraged, you lack peace. The solution to most of your problems is the peace of God. I assure you this. When I talk about the peace of God, I am referring to casting your cares and your burdens upon him for he carried for you. Hmm. Establishing the peace of God in your life means you don't fight your battles. The Lord himself fights for you. Yemi, the enemy and the things of this world are trying to take your peace away. Your boyfriend is stressing you. Your girlfriend is stressing you. Academics is stressing you. Literally everything in this world is trying to put stress, strain on you. We live in a world where everything wants to take your attention and your peace. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart and keep your mind by the peace of God. The peace of God in your life is a weapon to crush and obliterate the enemy. Hear me and hear me well. The peace of God in your life is not just the absence of noise, but the peace of God is a weapon for the believer to crush the enemy. The peace of God. Now, when you read the book of Roman, uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, I believe, Bible says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Now, understand that there are many weapons to prosecute warfare. There are many weapons. How do I know this? Bible says the weapons of our warfare, it means they are plural. It's more than one. 
And one of the weapons that is put in, in the hands of the believer is the blood. So the blood gives us the capacity and the authority to overcome the enemy. But today I came to introduce a new weapon to you, which is the peace of God. Now understand that in Romans 16, 20, God did not use the blood. He used peace to crush Satan. Many of you have overcome the enemy, but it's not enough to overcome the enemy because an enemy you overcome today might come, might come back tomorrow or might rise up the second time. But when you engage the God of peace, you don't just overcome the enemy, you crush the enemy. And anything that is crushed cannot rise up again. That is why the battles of your life seems to be unended because you just overcome the enemy for a season. Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter four that the, uh, Matthew chapter four that Satan came to tempt Jesus and when he came to tempt Jesus and Bible says that he left after a while, meaning that the enemy will constantly come to come and baffle you, beset you. But there is a weapon that when you engage in God and you begin to use it, you don't only overcome the enemy, you crush the enemy. And anything that is crushed, I repeat, will not rise up again. So if the great one, or if God used peace to crush the enemy as sons and daughters of God, then this technology and this weapon is available to us, the peace of God. Apostle Paul said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Is peace a carnal commodity? Definitely not. So it means that peace is a weapon. The peace of God is a weapon. The battle you are going through is not by fasting and prayer. It's not by the blood of the Lamb. That battle you are going through can be prosecuted and ended by the peace of God. Bible says that your warfare is accomplished. For your warfare to be accomplished, you need to engage the God of peace. Bible says, and the God of peace shall crush Satan under your feet shortly. Listen, when you don't have the peace of God, your battles will prolong. Because by the blood, you overcome the enemy. Or by power and authority, you can, you can bind the devil. But you can only bind and overcome him for a certain season. Because the enemy will always come back. But when you engage the peace of God, you don't just overcome the enemy. You crush him like we are crushing wheat. Hmm. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. There is a weapon in God and in the spirit called the peace of God. That is why your battle seems not to end because you have not established the peace of God in your life. The peace of God. So the instrumentality to crush the enemy, not overcome, to crush. We are tired of overcoming. We don't want to overcome today for the enemy to come back for us to overcome him again. No, we want to crush the enemy once and for all. And the instrumentality to crush the enemy once and for all is the peace of God. 
peace is not the absence of turmoil, but the ability to be calm in the midst of the storm. Jesus depicted this for us. In the gospel, one day, the Bible says that they were going to the other side. And once they were going to the other side, a strong tempest storm arose up against them. And Jesus was just sleeping in the boat. And the disciples were just panicking. And they came to wake him up. And he said, carry us down, not that we perish. That is what we call peace. Even in the midst of storms, you have the ability to have sound sleep. Some of us, even in the midst of plenty and abundance, we can't even sleep. How much more when there's a storm raging? But when there's a storm raging, Jesus was sleeping. He was snoring. Peace has nothing to do with anything you possess or your current predicament. Peace has nothing to do with whatever you have or whatever you are going to. Peace is from God. And only God can give you a tangible and an accurate level of peace. Listen, if your peace is tied to things of this world, or if your peace is tied to mundane things, then I show you, you'll become a candidate of sorrow very soon. If your peace is tied to things that are mundane, things that are earthly, things that are in time, things that that are not eternal in scope, things that will perish, things that will... Bible says that the, the, the grass withers, the flower fades, things that will wither, things that will fade off, then you are a candidate of sorrow. Many young people are stressed for nothing. Stressed about money. Stressed about marriage. When will I get married? When will I get a job? You are stressed for nothing. The Bible emphatically states, it says be anxious for nothing. Peace is not the absence of problem. Peace is a state of rest in God. Whenever you have the peace of God, you have a state of rest. So Jesus had the peace of God. So even in the midst of the storm, he had the ability to rest by sleeping. Rest in God is underrated. Peace, the peace of God. Rest in God, not resting and trusting in your bank account or connection. Rest in God, not resting or trusting in your bank account or in God or in your connection. So if you don't rest in God and your rest and your peace is tied to things that are mundane, such as your bank account, your connection, your acad- academic prowesses, then you are in trouble. Because when those things are taken, then your peace will also be taken. If your rest and your peace is tied to things that are mundane, things that we can see, then if those things are taken, then your peace will also be taken. So if my peace is tied to my money in my account and I lose that money, it means I've lost my peace. And that's how most of us we are. The peace of God. 
One of the greatest commodities Jesus gave us was his peace. You know, many people focus on the gifts of God. Bible says in the book of Ephesians, when he ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. So people talk about, oh, when Jesus was ascended, what he released was, was gifts. I came to tell you, he didn't just release gifts. He released also peace. At the ascension of Jesus, he gave two things. Number one, he gave gifts. Number two, he gave peace. Listen to this. You, if you have the gifts of God, Without the peace of God, you'll be frustrated. If you have the blessings of God, without the peace of God, you'll be frustrated. Bible says that the blessings of God make it rich and add it no sorrow. Many of us are blessed financially, but you are not blessed with the peace of God. And that will lead to sorrow. Have you ever seen an anointed person who is confused about life? <laughs> that gifted man lacks peace. When Jesus was ascending on high, he didn't just leave you spiritual gifts. He left peace. John chapter 14, 25 to 27. Let's go there. John... 14, 25 to 27. John chapter 14, 25 to 27. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, by the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. He said, peace I live with you. So when Jesus was about to depart and ascend, he didn't just leave spiritual gift, he left you peace. Now ask yourself, am I walking in the peace of God or am I walking by the peace that I have in the things I, I possess. He said, peace, I live with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the word give it, but as I give. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. When Jesus was living, he left us with peace. Peace is very important. And many believers lack peace. I don't know if we read, when we study the scriptures, we don't see the word peace in the Bible. I wonder. All your depression, your confusion, your suppression, regression, all types of pressures you are going through is at the result of bankruptcy of the peace of God. Like I said, 27 times the word grace and peace was paired up. And I strongly believe that peace is the cousin of grace. Bible says that grace and peace came by the Lord Jesus Christ. If peace was not important, then it will not come after grace. That is how potent peace is. 
grace and peace. And Peter, in the book of First uh, Peter, will say, "May the grace and peace of God be multiplied unto you." The peace of God on his ascension day, or when he was about to depart. He didn't just leave you. Listen, he said, my peace I give to you. He didn't say my anointing or my power. When God was leaving, he didn't leave you anointing. He left you peace. There are two types of peace everyone is running their lives by. There are two types of peace everyone is running their lives by. You are either running your life by God's peace or the world's peace. Which one are you in? He said, my peace I give to you. That is God's peace. Not as the world gives. So it means that the world can give you a full sense of peace. The world can give you a false sense of peace. And that peace is tied to money. That peace is tied to things. Things that are mundane. Things that will perish. Things that will fade. Will fade things that will wither, things that will end. Many people committed suicide during this lockdown. Why? Because the things their peace was anchored on, they had lost it. And if, you, if, if, if your peace is anchored on things that are mundane, things that are in the physical, when you lose those stuff, you've automatically lost your peace. Your peace is anchored in your job. So when you get fired, you're a depressed person. Your peace is anchored on your boyfriend. So when your boyfriend breaks up with you, you are heartbroken for six months. You can't even think right. Instead to put sugar in your tea, you put salt. You've lost your peace. You are sick. Listen, if your peace is not dependent on oh my God. Listen, peace is not dependent on things in the natural, but things in the spirit. Listen, do ne- never let your peace be dependent on anything that is earthly in scope. If your peace is on things that are in the natural, when those things that are in the natural are lost, you have lost your peace. If your peace is not in Christ, your life will soon crumble. He said, my peace I give to you, not as the word gave it, so that your heart will not be troubled. So if you don't have the peace of God, the world will give you a false sense of peace. And that false sense of peace will make your heart to be troubled. There are many rich people who are restless, they can't even sleep. With all their money, they don't even have peace. Who told you that when you get all the things of this world, you'll be satisfied? Nothing can satisfy a man until he's in Christ. And the commodity that satisfies the emptiness within you is the peace of God. Nothing on this world can satisfy the emptiness within you except the peace of God. No man can give you peace except the Prince of Peace. 
Your boyfriend cannot give you peace. Your husband cannot give you peace. That guy cannot give you peace. That fine damsel cannot give you peace. Nothing on this world can give you a perpetual solid peace except the Prince of Peace. Ask yourself, on what system is my peace running on? Is it the system of the world or the system Christ is given? Some of us, if you don't have money, you are sad. You are mundane. Um, you, you, you are very sad. Many believers, their emotional estate is predicated on things in the physical. So if you lose those things, don't you know that if you lose those things, you have lost your peace? Indeed, the greatest statement I've ever heard is when a man has Christ, he has everything. Because in Christ, you have peace. If you don't have money, you are depressed. Am I saying be broke? Never. God forbid. But you should be the same when you have more money or less money. That is the proof that you are at peace with yourself. You should be the same when, whether you are broke or you are rich. That is the proof that your peace and your belief system is not tied to the things of the world, but is tied to a man called the Prince of Peace. When your peace or when your hope is going hinged on the things of the world and it is hinged on Christ, nothing can depress you in this world. Depression is not a big deal. It's just the absence of truth. Why should you be depressed as a believer when you have the commodity of peace? He said, I, my peace I give to you. So when Jesus was ascending on high, he didn't leave you empty. He left you with a commodity that will make you calm in the midst of storms. He said, he, he, he even admonished you that. He said, in this world, he said, in this world, you face trials and tribulations, but take heart. I, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, I have overcome the world. As I, have, as I have overcome the world, Bible says Christ in us, the hope of glory. Bible even says that greater is he that liveth in you than he that is in the world. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in you, the greater one, but yet you are still depressed. How? Because you put your trust in things that are mundane. Many young people tie their peace to ac academia and, and money. You are mundane. That is why you always be depressed. Listen, when you know the truth and you are still in depression, I will never symp sympathize with you. You are, you, you are a fool and you are fooling. If you allow the things of this world to define your peace, you will become a puppet to the devil. Because the devil knows that mm, what would take me, what would, what, what would, what, what, all, the devil will be like, oh, so all I need to do is actually 
attack and financial life and she lose peace, she lose hope, she lose faith in God. It means that you are not a proper Christian. Your peace should be connected to Jesus, not anything. So you can lose your house, you still have peace. Your boyfriend can leave you, you still have peace. Because right from the get-go, your peace was not founded on those things. It was founded in God. And when a man has Christ, he has everything. Ask yourself, do I have peace? Some females, the enemy knows that what will make them oppressed and depressed is their relationship life. So he attacks your relationship life. But you were a fool to put your trust and your peace in your relationship life. He said, cares be the man that put it his trust in man. You were a fool. You know, I find it very amazing that People are, are always happy during the end of the month. You know why people are always happy during the end of the month? Because it's paycheck day. When you get a paycheck, everybody's happy. At the end of the month, or whenever people get paid, in those couple of days, they are very excited because money has come into their account. You are very mundane. So when the enemy attacks your financial life and then you are depressed, you are, you are a depressed uh, 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 person. You are a confused person. It's very amazing that at the end of the month, people are excited. You see people smiling and all that. Why? Because payday. What if you don't get that payday? You'll be depressed. But Christ did not save you to put your things, to put your trust in things, but he saved you so that you have peace in him. So whatever that comes your way, you have faith and rejoice in all. He said, rejoice in the Lord, for I say unto you, rejoice in the Lord. So your rejoicing in the Lord is not based on your circumstances. Your rejoicing in, in the Lord is based on who he is. Whether I'm down, whether I'm up, whether I don't have it or whether I have it, I have peace. Because my peace is tied to God and not to the things of the world. As you hear this message, I don't even need to pray for you. Your depression should be cured automatically. Bible says, store up treasures in heaven where month and rust cannot destroy it. It means that let your peace or let your hope, let your faith be founded in things that are eternal. Things that are in eternity. Because things that are in eternity cannot be destroyed. Anything that is not built in the spirit will crash. Remember what the people said? He said, if it is of God, it will stand. If it's not of God, it will not stand. Let those guys be. So if you build your life on the natural, it will crumble. Jesus said, my peace, I live with you. Not peace when you have money. Not peace 
when your relationship is going well. No peace when your business is going well. He said, my peace I live with you, not as the word given. So the peace, uh, the peace a believer should enjoy is not dependent on the circumstances around him, but the peace he's enjoying is that he knows that God is God. If your peace is found in time, then the devil can manipulate you. That is why many of you are depressed. I'm going to say how it is. Because you put trust in things that are carnal. Your faith. You have idolized something. You idolize money. You love money more than you love God. So the devil will strike your financial life. Then you are depressed. If your peace is not found in the spirit or in Christ, you will be discouraged. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. And it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And his name shall be called the Prince of Peace. Peace is so important that it, it is one of the names of Jesus. He said his name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. His name shall be called the Mighty God. His name shall be called the Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. So understand that the agent of peace is Jesus. The agent that administers peace to any man is Jesus. I said to you that no man can give you peace except the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the agent of peace. One of the distinctive differences we believers have with unbelievers is that we have peace. They don't have peace. Ask all of them. They will tell you they are depressed, confused people. Even believers who are in the kingdom of who are in the kingdom of God, they are depressed. Even believers are depressed. Anybody who is not in Christ can never find peace in this world. I don't care how much money you have. Go and ask all the successful people. Every one of them, they take pills to sleep. They go to, uh, what is it called? Uh, is it, uh, they, go, they go to a psychiatrist. Psychology. They, 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 psychology, they go to therapy, whatever it is. Why? Because they are searching for peace. But peace is not, <laughs> you don't find peace in a psychiatric ward. Or you don't find peace going to a, ther- a therapist. Peace is only found in Jesus because he's the agent of peace. His name shall be called the Prince of Peace. So whenever you're looking for peace, it can only be found in Jesus. So one of the greatest blessings we have that unbelievers don't have is peace. Many believers don't know what they have in Christ. You don't know what you have. The truth will set you free today. 
I assure you, I have not been depressed for a very long time. Oh, sometimes, sometimes you may have imbalances of emotions. That is fine. But when we are talking about depression, weeks, months, depressed for nothing. You are anxious for nothing. Why are you depressed? I don't know. My life is this. My life is that. Whining, murmuring, complaining. But he said, my peace I give to you. Because you don't know the truth, so the truth cannot deliver you. But today, may the truth set you free. It is only men who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior that can have peace. That your idol, that your role model, you are, you are, you are, you are idolizing yourself, you know, you, you know, putting all your faith in them. They can't even sleep at night. They don't have peace. You, you that you have nothing. You have more peace than them. <laughs> I think one day someone put a question. Peace, peace and money. Which one would you take? Choose wisely. Choose wisely. Peace and money. Which one would you take? Choose wisely. Or peace and love. Which one will you take? Choose wisely. <laughs> Without the peace of God, you'll be heartbroken. He said, in this world, you face trials and tribulations, but take heart, I, will, I have overcome the world. So the opposite of peace is a troubled heart. Are you troubled? It's because you lack peace. Now, without a revelation of Jesus Christ and you walking in the peace of God, you can never overcome the systems of this world. You will lose hope. You lose confidence in yourself and you begin to say that I am good for nothing because you lack the peace of God. Listen, listen. The proof, listen to this, the proof you are in the kingdom of God is peace. Romans 14, verse 17. Romans chapter 14. 14, Romans 17. 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. For the kingdom of God is not chilling. The kingdom of God is peace, righteousness, and what? What was the last one? Righteousness and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the proof that you are a kingdom person or kingdom minded is you have peace. Listen, the kingdom of God finds expression in your life by administering peace to you. The kingdom of God. Many of you worry for nothing, and I mean nothing. Bible says that which amongst you by worrying have added something to your life. But listen, ask yourself, the last time I stressed about this, did it change? I really assure you, the word of God will set you free. The truth has the potency to set you free. My God. Just by knowing the truth, 
it will set you free. He said, be anxious for nothing. God cannot lie. He says that you are not ready to accept the truth. Listen, many, many people, it is not because their household enemies killed them. It is because stress, stress, stress-related problems. It is what that is, is the main reason that they went to their grave early. Stress. But Jesus is saying, don't stress. Be anxious for nothing because I'm giving you peace. If Jesus, if Jesus had the capacity to sleep whilst there was a gruesome storm, why can't you sleep in your little problems? So, so I, when you mean my problems are little, Bible says after you have suffered, after you have suffered a while, after you have gone through little afflictions, I will establish you. So even the Bible says that your afflictions is little. So why are you stressing? Your afflictions is little. When you take the word, word of God boot for boot, you won't stress, you will sleep, you will chill, you relax. You must come to a point where you refuse to let the enemy tamper with your emotions through circumstances and people. You were a fool to let a person take your peace away. You were a fool. Listen, do not even let the enemy take your peace away. You are a fool if you do that. Because he has no right. If you let people and circumstances temper with your peace and your mental state, you are a joker. You are stressed because of circumstances. And that circumstances that you are stressing upon, you what if you die right now? That circumstance, it has ended. You are a fool. That guy you are stressing yourself over, he will go and he will leave you and go to another girl. And that's the end of it. You are a fool. You stress because you have no money. You stress because you are not finding a job. Some people stress because they have too much money. And some of us, we stress because we have no money. This life in balance. <laughs> peace is a commodity. And only Jesus can administer peace to you. Only Jesus. Peace is free. All you have to do is connect to Jesus and cast your cares upon him, for he carried for you. Peace is free. You cannot pet. Listen, one day I asked somebody that if you could ask God for one thing, what would it be? The person told me, peace. You cannot purchase peace from the store. Peace is not, peace is not found in Walmart. Peace, you can go on Amazon and type in, I want to buy peace. And see whether it is there. Peace is a commodity. It's not tangible. It is a spiritual commodity. Only Jesus can administer to you. The devil is frustrated and mad when you have or when you walk in peace. You make the devil mad. Because the, all the devil is trying to do is to try to upset your peace. Your peace. 
Because the devil gets so irritated when you are walking in peace and tranquility. Because he knows that there is nothing in time or in this world that can affect you, nothing. If he attacks your marriage, you don't care because your peace is not founded in your marriage. If he attacks your finances, you don't care because your peace is not tied to your finances. When he attacks your children, you don't care because you know because your peace is not tied to your children. Your peace is tied to Jesus. And the devil cannot take away Jesus. Because the devil did not enthrone Jesus. So the devil cannot dethrone Jesus. You see how important peace is? And you see how you must connect your peace with God? Because God is everlasting. So if my peace is in God, then my peace will also be everlasting. But if your peace is on the things of this world, Bible says he's the prince of this world. So the devil wills a level of influence. And he can use that influence to temper with the things you have. And if he tempers with the things you have, it means that you've lost your peace. Because if my peace is on my bank account and my bank account goes negative, I will be depressed and I will lose peace. Peace. Walking in peace is a choice. You choose to be restful. You choose to be in a state of rest. Many stress for nothing. How can you be depressed over marriage or academics? Bible says, for unto you it is given. So anything, anything that is, listen, any, listen, you know, you must have, you must have an embodiment of knowledge that you walk with in life. Knowledge will set you free. You must have this knowledge that anything I don't have yet, it means God has not given it to me. It is either it's about to or it's in working process or it's not the will of God for me to have it. So if you are not married, you just psych your mind that God has not given to me yet. It's either I wait upon him or it's not God's will. Psych your mind with the word of God. Bible says it is given. So if it is not given to you, why are you stressing? No man can have it except it is being given to him. So as a believer, if you are not married, it means it has not been given to you. Why are you stressed? You can fast and pray all you want, but until it is given to you, you cannot have it. You are stressed for nothing. My God, the zeal of the Lord will perform this. You are stressed for nothing. My God. God bless you. When you don't have peace, you'll be troubled in your heart. You walk in, you walk in fear of tomorrow, fear of finances, fear of marriage, fear of destiny, fear of eternity. Because you lack peace. Be anxious for nothing. Many of you are too curious. Curiosity kills, sincerely speaking. It is not, Bible says, it is not given to man to order his steps. It means that you don't have the technology within you to know tomorrow. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown will kill you. Listen, I don't have to know what tomorrow, <laughs> listen to this statement, and I, and, I, and I know it will bless you. Fear of the unknown is a stupid fear. I assure you of that. It's very stupid. 
If you have fear of the unknown, you are a fool. You know why? Because I don't have to fear the unknown. Because I, I know who holds... Listen, I don't have to fear the unknown because I know who possesses the unknown. I don't have to fear tomorrow because I know who holds tomorrow. Bible says he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. So why do I have to fear? You see how foolish sometimes we are? Fear of the unknown. But I don't have to fear the unknown because I know who is the governor of the unknown. I don't have to fear tomorrow because I know who holds tomorrow. You see how foolish we says we are? Stressing for nothing. The last thing you need in your life is discouragement and depression. That's the last thing you need. Your mind must be intact so that you can engage God. Bible says it is with the mind we serve the Lord. How can you serve God when you are discouraged or depressed? How can you hear the voice of God when you are discouraged or depressed? Fear of the unknown. When you don't know the truth, you'll be in bondage. I don't need to know what... Well, I don't need to know what tomorrow holds. All I need to know is who holds tomorrow. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. My God, your God, he holds tomorrow. So I'm rest assured. Bible says that he feeds the breast of the air. How much more about you? Bible says, God knows you. He said, I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you. Thoughts of good and to give you an expected end. So why are you anxious about your end? Why are you anxious about 10 years? He holds your tomorrow. He holds your future. Be rest assured. Be at peace and walk on the path of life. You stress for nothing. You are depressed for nothing. Ask yourself, the last time I stressed over a matter was the matter solved. You stress for nothing. That is why I said, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, let whatever you desire be made known unto God. All the storms, tribulations, attacks you are going through is to distort your peace. Because when the enemy has taken your peace away, he has taken your vital connection between you and God. He said, my peace, I give to you. The enemy wants to, listen, the enemy wants to destroy your inner equilibrium. Because life is not lived from outside out. Life is lived from inside out. So when the enemy has taken your peace, he has, he has, he has, distracted your inner equilibrium and any man who's not at peace within him cannot be at peace with God. Any man who's not at peace within him cannot call upon the name of the Lord because if you're not at peace with you, it means your spirit is distorted. So any interaction with God will be distorted. The enemy is after your inner equilibrium. So he will destroy your trust and your wholeness in God. Every attack of the enemy 
is against your peace. Don't forget this. From today, whatever the enemy is trying to do, he's just trying to attack my peace so that my faith and my, my hope in God is distorted. But when the attacks when the attacks raise, rises up against you, maintain your peace. Be like Jesus who was snoring within the midst of the storm. Exodus 14, 14. No, Exodus 14, 13. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. Mm. Exodus 14, 13. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, Exodus 14, 13 or Exodus 14, 14, 13, 14, Exodus 14, 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more. Forever. God shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. Exodus 14 30. Listen to what he said. He said, Stand still. Stand still. Meaning, become, relax, establish peace for the Egyptians you see today, you will see no more. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. It means establish peace. Be at peace. Until you have peace, the enemies of your life, you will keep seeing them. Stand still. Establish peace. Become. You will see the salvation of the Lord. So that problem you are going through, what it means is that you stand still. Be at peace. When you be, when you are at peace, that is when God can move in your life. Mm. God doesn't like people who are double-minded. God doesn't like people who are double-minded. God doesn't like people. Oh, I'm gonna pray. Oh, pray to do. He says, stand still. Be at peace. Calm yourself. Calm yourself. Relax. Establish my peace. And you will see my salvation. Be still and know that he is God. You remember that scripture in the book of Psalm? Be still and know. Be at peace. Without the peace of God, you cannot see the hand of God. He said, be still and you will see the salvation of the Lord. If you love peace, you cannot love yourself or others. The reason why you don't love yourself or you cannot love others is because you, you lack peace. You can't love yourself or you don't love others is because you lack peace. Peace is everything. I assure you this. Mm. I assure you this. Peace is everything. Peace is everything. Peace is everything. The peace of God. 
the peace of God. <laughs> Have you ever seen a man who genuinely loves himself? Listen to this. Have you ever seen a man who genuinely loves himself if he's not at peace with God and himself? Think about it. Have you, have you ever seen a man who genuinely loves himself if that man is not at peace with God or is not at peace with himself? You can never love yourself or love others if you don't have peace. Without the peace of God, you cannot love yourself or others. If you cannot love yourself, you cannot love others. The first point of love is peace. When you are, you, when you are peace with yourself, that is where you can love yourself. Peace with God. Peace with yourself. Peace with men. I'll show you all the three. The peace of God establishes love. When you have the peace of God, I assure you, you love yourself. No question of doubt. I know this all too well. When you are at peace with yourself, you love yourself and you love others. So any man who doesn't love himself or cannot love others is not at peace with himself. The peace of God flows in three ways. There are three flows of the peace of God. Peace with God. Peace with yourself and peace with others. Now, I want you to understand the, the first point. When you get the first one, you get the other ones. It's peace with God. If you are not at peace with God, you cannot be at peace with yourself or with others. He said, my peace, I give to you. So if you don't have that peace that God is giving to you, you can never be at peace with yourself. Because it is the peace of God that administers your, the peace you have with yourself and the peace you have with others. Hebrews 12, 14. Let me show you something. No, don't go there. Don't go there. It's fine. Don't go there. It's fine. Bible says, follow peace with all men. I know the scripture. Don't go there. He says, follow peace with all men. For without which no man will see the law. So, so for you to follow peace with all men, you must first of all be at peace with God, with yourself, then with others. There are three flows. But until you get the first one, you cannot get the second one. It's like doing a test. Until you do one A, you can't do one B. Are you at peace with God? Ask yourself, am I at peace with God? And I'll show you why and how to be at peace with God. Peace is very important. When you have peace, I don't care what you are going through. You will be, you, you, you will be a strange man. You will be a wonder to people. A peaceful man is a headache to men and to the devil. 
Bible says the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So whenever you have the peace of God, men cannot understand you. Because that peace is surpasses every understanding. People wonder, your mother just died, but you are so peaceful, so rejoiceful. You just lost this business, but you are at peace. How is this possible? Because the peace God administers to men, it surpasses any understanding that is in this world. The first emphasis of peace is with God. How do you establish peace with God? Peace with God is predicated on perpetual obedience. Any man who does not walk in obedience to God can never have the peace of God. If God tells you, do not do this, and you go and do it, you will never have peace. The peace of God. Any man living in disobedience cannot establish the peace of God. Any, oh my God, help me Holy Spirit. Your obedience to God guarantees your peace. You're asking me, how do I establish peace? You establish peace with God. Listen, you establish peace with God by obeying him. Anything you do, that God has not instructed you to do, you will eventually lose your peace. If God, listen, if you don't, listen to this. Many of us, many believers, right? Many believers, right? Are empty. 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 Depressed. Suppressed. Not because the devil is at their case. It is because if you fail to walk in obedience to God, you can never have the peace of God. If you don't obey God, there will be a strife between you and God. Because sin and, and disobedience is enmity between you and the peace of God. It separates you. It cuts the flow of the peace of God in your life. So what establishes the peace of God in your life is perpetual obedience to God. Anytime you feel empty within you, it is a sign that there is bankruptcy of the peace of God. Sit down and check. Whenever you lose your peace, shut down. Whenever I lose my peace, I shut down. Because I live my life from inside out. But you, you live your life outside in. You let things outside detain you. But until I check my inner man, if my spirit man is thick, or if my spirit man is in alignment, I'm good. When my peace is intact, I'm good. You can't live a mundane life and expect the peace of God. You don't live by the word of God. You don't obey God and you want God to give you peace. How is that possible? You don't obey the commands of God. The peace of God. The peace of God. That surpasses every understanding. The fruit of righteousness is peace. Whenever you walk on the path of righteousness, you gain peace. Listen, I have never seen a righteous man who is not at peace. When you walk in righteousness, you automatically establish the peace of God. 
when you depart from sin, you automatically establish the peace of God. Listen to this. The price to connect to the peace of God is to depart from iniquity. Any man who does not depart from iniquity will always have a strife between him and God. The peace of God. And I can assure you, many of you have tasted of what, what God's peace feels like. Many of you have tasted what it feels like. Have tasted what it feels like to be at peace with God. When Adam and Eve disobeyed the great one in the Garden of Eden, what they lost was the peace of God. So anytime men disobey God, they lose their peace. Anytime you disobey God, you lose your peace. You don't feel right. You don't feel well. The peace of God. The peace of God is administered to willing men who are willing to walk on the path of life. You are not willing to walk on the narrow path. Forget the peace of God. Anytime you disobey God, you lose your peace. Anytime you disobey God, you lose your peace. The peace of God. And I assure you this, that you don't want to lose your peace. Losing your peace is, is worse than dying. You are walking dead. How do you feel when you're empty? That is the... That is the worst state I've ever, I, I have ever felt or I, I can ever encounter when I feel empty. It's more than me dying. It's more than me dying. That you are living by your dead. Guy, how can you be living and still and, and be dead? Paruka Arima Puriba. How can you be living and dead? You are empty. Many of us are empty. Empty, empty, empty. Because you lack the peace of God. Because you don't obey God. Because you are perpetually living in sin. Listen, if you willfully sin, you can never establish the peace of God in your life. I assure you. If you willfully sin, the peace of God, the peace of God brings you rest. Listen, if you don't rest in life, you can never rule in life. Any man who's not at rest can never rule. Because even God rested on the last day. Peace with God. Peace with God. Listen, peace is the acid test of life to know whether you are right with God or not. Peace. Listen, listen, listen. You know, you know, in basic science, we have what we call acid test to, to uh, uh, sorry, um, uh, pH, the pH test to test whether the solution is acidic, alkaline, or neutral. The pH test to know that you are right with God is your peace. 
Whenever you lose your peace, it means you're not right with God. Because of time, I will end with this. Next week, we continue part two. The, the pH test or the test you must run all the time is a simple test. You sit down, you say, am I at peace? Whenever you lose your peace, it means you are not right with God. Because if you are right with God, you have peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. The peace of God. May God multiply unto you grace and above all peace in the name of the Lord Jesus.